0: Welcome back for another episode of Triple Features I am your host, John Today, we have a special episode It's our awards edition And we're talking about the Oscars Although It's not really a It's not exact. It is about the Oscars Maybe it's the anti-Oscar edition Because, you know, we don't we don't love the Oscars over here, I don't know if anti, that's a little strong, but uh, we don't love the Oscars, we'll get into it, and we're gonna talk about three films that got zero Oscars nominations. Great movies that should've probably, I mean big, big, we're talking big movies here, but that just didn't get anything at all. We're gonna talk about it, maybe why it might not make that much sense. But let's start with why I don't watch the Oscars. Um. I just don't, uh... I just don't care. You know, I... That's why I guess it's not really fair to call those anti-Oscars. I don't hate the Oscars. I just don't really care. Um, you could kind of... You could watch, like, two movies instead of watching the Oscars. That being said, I, I didn't see any of the movies this year. I saw none of the Oscar movies for Best Picture. I didn't see any 20... I, I barely saw any 2020 movies. I saw... Uh, the Invisible Man, I saw Tenet, I saw... I think, I'm think i thinking of ending things. I think that's it. I want to say there's one more, but I think that's it. I really didn't see anything. And I just, I, I don't know the exact reasoning for that. I just, uh... I didn't hear enough good things about them. I heard good things about all of them. Pretty much all of them. But I didn't hear... I also heard bad things about all... Pretty much most of them. The only ones I really heard only good things about were the Father and Minari, and I just didn't get a chance to see them. I think they're still like twenty dollars to rent, so maybe I'll wait uh, for those to go down. Um, but yeah, I did not get a chance to see any of the Best Picture nominees this year, so there's even less of a reason to to tune into the Oscars if you don't see the movies, and there's no point really in my opinion, um, so I do want to see, I do want to see pretty much all of them, I'd like to see all of them, I just didn't get to, so maybe this year, I will get around to those 2020 movies, let's take a look at, you know, just a list of movies that got zero Oscar nominations to start it off, so these are a number of movies that got zero Oscar nominations that I've seen and I think are very good. Uh, these are not the three that we're focusing on, but here's a list of you know, just to get an idea. Some Like It Hot, Psycho, Close Encounters of a Third Kind, Do the Right Thing, The Big Lebowski, Blow Out, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly Lahane, Halloween, In the Mood for Love, King of Comedy, Mean Streets, Reservoir Dogs, Zodiac did not get anything. I just feel like the award shows are out of touch and they're never they're never on the ball. You know, they they can't they're never on time. It's like they always, they get, they, the people that pick these, they just don't, they can't seem to truly identify a special film or a performance. They always miss it. It's like they always miss it, usually. If maybe they've gotten better. Um, but I just feel like they're never on the ball. And it takes them like five years to figure it out that. You know, they should have given this award, and then they end up giving it to them for something else that maybe they shouldn't have. So it's like a makeup award that happens all the time. Leo got one for The Revenant, Best Actor. Totally should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. But that's, you know, it's not as flashy, it's not as uh, physical of a role. And I feel like that's always what they're going for. They just... even look at the next year. Dallas Buyers Club, Matthew McConaughey wins. For Dallas Buyers Club... Because he, you know, he transforms. He like loses a bunch of weight. It's like that's always what that's always what wins. McConaughey should not have gone it that year. Should have gone to Leo. McConaughey didn't even get uh, nominated for Interstellar. But I feel like that's a better performance. Then you get Leo. They have to make up for not giving it to him for Wolf Hall. So they give it to him for The Revenant. I'm not saying he shouldn't have won for The Revenant. Although I feel like no one really talks about The Revenant anymore. I feel like. It was alright. Um, maybe I should revisit it. I saw it in the theater, so it's been a long time. I doubt it. I mean, it's the same with all the award shows. They're always, like, way late. Way, way late. On all these artists. And in the case of the Oscars, the actors, or the filmmakers, they're just so late. Um, it's just it's frustrating. It's like, I don't know, who's picking these? Who's, who's making these decisions? The same with the Grammys. Like, it's the same thing. Um... But let's talk about the three films that we're talking about today. All of these three three films we're going to go into detail on the Oscars for each year. We're starting it off with Stanley Kubrick, 1980 The Shining. That movie did not get any Oscar nominations. Um, I believe that it should have. I mean, I think everyone believes that it should have gotten at least a couple nominations. It got totally ignored. It got nothing. Um, now Kubrick has been nominated for 13 Oscars over the course of his career. He was nominated for 13, I should say, and he won for Best Visual Effects for Space Odyssey, although that was kind of... he didn't fully do the visual effects. but he got the Oscar for it. But nothing for *The Shining*. Now, who else could have, you know, gotten something for *The Shining*? I mean, Jack Nicholson. Now he was nominated for—he has been nominated for twelve Oscars. He's won three. Uh, but nothing for *The Shining*. Meanwhile, you got Shelly Duvall. She's got nothing. That's her—that's her main performance. I think, you know, she could have gotten nominated, maybe, maybe best uh, supporting actress. As, uh, best actress I don't know I think she was Great in that um, Now meanwhile The 1981 Oscars De Niro Robert De Niro Won best actor For Raging Bull Which I mean Can't uh, Can't argue with that So I mean look I'm not saying Jack should have Gotten the Oscar I'm surprised that He didn't get nominated That being said Some of the Criticisms of You know Jack Nicholson's performance in that. I mean, I've I've seen them. And I think it's Stephen King's main criticism. He does not like the movie The Shining. The thing's main criticism is that uh, Jack Nicholson's character goes a little crazy too quickly. So, which I've I've heard. And that's probably a fair criticism. Although, I did find this quote from Jake Cole that he had an interesting kind of reasoning for this he says king's criticism of nicholson that he gives away from the start that jack will go insane is absolutely correct but he misses that kubrick is uninterested in depicting a man succumbing to the temptations of his addictions and instead hones in on the idea that jack's turn to savagery is not a tragic fall into his worst self but the revealing of his true self to the extent that kubrick's version is comical and frequently it is it derives its humor by the note of jubilance that Nicholson puts into Jack's descent. descent The sense that he is basking in the chance to be himself, not that he is turning into someone he no longer recognizes. That this Jack cannot disguise his loathing of his wife and child is what truly gives away the game, not Nicholson's over-the-top mannerisms. He is driven by hatred, not withdrawals, and when he finally gives in to how much he despises his family, he does so with cathartic, gleeful abandon. I thought that was a good, uh, kind of summary of Nicholson's performance, and, uh, he definitely does kind of go crazy pretty soon after they arrive at the Overlook Hotel, but, you know, that's what Kubrick was going for. Still a great movie. Um, I'm just surprised he got zero, uh, Oscar nominations. I mean, you watch this today, it's, like, really nothing for art direction or cinematography or directing I mean it's really really well shot like all the tracking shots are crazy does not look like 1980 it looks at least like 19 looks at least like it's 1990 but yeah I mean this thing could have got a ton of it could have got 10 nominations It got nothing even give give the kid Danny Give Danny the little kid. He should have. He was great. He he should have got a best supporting actor nomination. He's like five years old, but he was he was awesome. He's not an actor anymore. He's just a teacher now. He's just chilling. He's just in The Shining. Just kind of kind of flex. Um. And yeah, I mean, if you, even if you don't like The Shining, I mean. I think I feel like you could and I think that I think that's kind of true with all these movies you could kind of admit that at least it deserved a nomination. Um because yeah, we are trying to talk about um movies that were big but you know just didn't get any nominations. But let's take it to the 1996 Oscars. I'm sorry. I'm very I'm very very sorry. But we're talking about Heat again. <laughs> mentioning it um because he got zero nominations and it was a pretty big movie with the two biggest actors of all some of the two biggest of all time at least at the time I mean maybe they were a little past their prime De Niro and Pacino but still you got them too you got a big cast you got Val Kilmer you got uh, Ashley Judd you got everyone there's so many people in this movie I guess Michael Mann had not gotten nominated before this, so, you know. But still, it's just odd. It's just odd. Um, Nicolas Cage won that year for leaving Las Vegas. Anthony Hopkins nominated. Sean Penn nominated. Kevin Spacey won for Actor in a Supporting Role. Brad Pitt was also nominated, actually, for 12 Monkeys. Actor in a Supporting Role did not win. I would have given it to him over Kevin Spacey. But no Val Kilmer. I think he should have gotten there. Actor in a supporting role. Why not? He was incredible. Everything's great, though. Everything's great. We got the cinematography, nothing. Directing, nothing. Editing? Editing totally should have gotten something for editing. Heat flies by. It does not feel like it's three hours. It feels like it's two hours. But it is three hours. He paces it perfectly. Each story gets the right amount of screen time. The editing's a thing of beauty. Nothing for the sound, nothing for the screenplay. It's an original screenplay. Nothing. Apollo 13 won for film editing. Braveheart was big that year. Braveheart was big. And I want to say that the film, you know, Heat's just too long. But no. Heat is shorter than Braveheart by like five minutes Braveheart is very long that one best picture so it wasn't the length I I don't know what it was I think nowadays people people still talk about heat I don't see anyone talking about Braveheart um that being said I mean I love heat so I do I'm obviously going to see a lot of love for it on social media and stuff but it has that still has that uh that presence. But nothing nothing for nothing for the Oscars. I mean he it's just odd. He didn't get Michael Mann, he did not get anything until the insider. So he got nominated for three for the insider. But again, I think that's that's one of those makeups, they missed it. And I think a lot of people who saw it on the day it came out didn't love it. And now they a lot of people do. They realize that it's really good. But for some reason, when it came out, it just wasn't... I mean, they thought it was good, but they did not... I've, You know, I've heard about people who saw it the day it came out, which obviously I could not have done. It was not around. But um, there have been many people who saw it in the theater, and it didn't grow on them until much later. Um, but he did get three for The Insider, which I think is a great film. But like I said, kind of a makeup because he didn't get anything for Heat, he didn't get anything for Manhunter, he didn't get anything for Last of the Mohicans, he got nothing for Thief. Um so you know at that point it's kind of the makeup situation. Um Silence of the Lambs, on the other hand, only because I'm talking about Manhunter, they're an at- they're adaptations of the same book. I prefer Manhunter. But I know that's not very popular. Silence of the Lambs is one of the biggest movies of all time. Anthony Hopkins obviously got Best Actor for that. That movie got seven nominations and five wins. Manhunter, nothing. But you get a, a more understated Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter. And he's not in the movie as much. Um, but I digress. Heat lives on. I think it stayed more relevant than all the best pictures for that year. Now let's talk about a more contemporary film because why not? We went to 1980. We went to 95. Now we're going ahead 24 years to 2019 now. 2020 Oscars was a big year. It was a big, big year. You had Parasite, you had Ford vs Ferrari, you had The Irishman. I I may take The Irishman over Parasite. That's the only one, though. Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time on in Hollywood. But there was one missing. There was one missing from the Best Picture category. That's Uncut Gems, 2019, Adam Sandler, directed by the Safdie Brothers. This movie got no love, no love at all, no nominations. This was a big movie. I mean, a very refreshing original movie with a great Adam Sandler performance. I'm surprised he didn't get anything. Um, They need to give Adam Sandler some love. Like, I mean, he's been in a lot of goofy movies, but he's been in some good movies. And he's got no Oscar nominations. I'm sure he'll get one down the line because, like I said, they're going to realize, oh, He should have got one for Uncut Gems. We totally didn't even... I don't know how you missed it. It was a pretty big movie. But no, that wasn't it. That was not it for them. I don't understand how it didn't get anything for directing or sound design. Nothing for the score. Screenplay. It's just, uh... It's a disgrace, really. I definitely see why people do not like the movie. It's very, uh... There's a lot going on. It's, uh stressful experience, but I think that it's a fresh experience. Um, I think the Safties are great. They already had a good movie with good time. Robert Pattinson, you know. I thought Uncut Gems would be... I mean, it was a big movie, but not, not big enough for the Oscars. Or just... They didn't like it. I definitely... I don't think that's an old person movie. An older person movie. Um... I saw it with my dad. He didn't love it at first, but he said it grew on him. But I I don't think older people liked that movie that much. Go on Amazon and read the reviews of Uncut Gems. It doesn't have good reviews on there. It's it's pretty funny. Um, But that was a really fresh movie. Um, Really unique. Um, Really captured the feeling of 2012. And I think it was a great great movie I see a lot of people reference that all the time you know there's there's a ton of gifts from uncut gems ton of great lines Joker Jojo rabbit I don't know I just I just don't know I feel like some of these movies are just not they're not holding up already as much as uncut gems look there are a number of movies that you know didn't get enough Oscar nominations maybe they got one maybe they got two not enough, in this one, I wanted to talk about some movies that got completely ignored. I want to talk about three movies for triple features completely ignored um and you know show that you know it's not really all that important which movies win the Oscars. You know the movie speaks for itself, and I think the movies that we're gonna be talking about decades down the line are the real winners, no matter what awards. They won. We're talking about The Shining, four decades down the line. We're talking about Heat, almost three decades down the line. Uncut Gems, we'll have to see, but, you know, I think it's it's on a good trajectory. I think it will live on. So, uh, you know, maybe one week, if you're not really loving the Oscars, this could be a good uh, uh, run of movies to, uh, to watch, realize how good they are. Maybe you don't like them. But, you know, like I said, these are big movies that just got ignored by the Academy. Um, But, you know, this has been a special episode of Triple Features. I am your host, John. I'm signing off. Thanks for listening, and I'm going to close it out with uh, my favorite Oscar speech from uh, Joe Pesci when he won Best Supporting Actor for Goodfellas. So enjoy that, and... We'll see you next time. So I'm proud to say your names. Bruce Davison in Longtime Companion. Andy Garcia in The Godfather Part 3. Graham Greene in Dances with Wolves. Al Pacino in Dick Tracy. And Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. And the Oscar goes to Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. It's my privilege, thank you.